0: And hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Joe Ryan and welcome to episode 6 of Talking About All Things Pro Wrestling. As always, we've got a big show this week, uh, a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about AEW, obviously we had a Sting appearance, Kenny explained his actions from last week, uh, the conclusion of well, the Inner Circle split up happened this week as well, and obviously the main event of who's going to win that Dynamite diamond ring Um, on NXT we can talk about um, the kind of challenges for the NXT and World Championship has become a bit more clear this week as well as a former champion returning as well as a pretty epic main event uh, and when it comes to the news we're going to talk about, about Dakota Kai calling out a fan and also certain wrestlers have been sent to the Performance Centre for t- more training uh, we'll talk about that as well and also we're going to talk about um, a bit of history what happened on this day in wrestling history so as you can see a lot of stuff to talk about I can't wait to talk about it but that's it's stuck straight into this as we always do and kick off talking about AEW so as a wise person always says hits the music Yeah, let's get stuck in to talk about AEW as always, um, kind of um, their kind of reaction show to kind of what happened to their big kind of Winter is Coming kind of um, special or kind of, it kind of felt like a pay-per-view type situation, uh, kind of like the specials that they had last week, obviously there was kind of three talking points that kind of came out of that show that they were going to hopefully address and answer in this show, obviously the, the, the um, debut of Sting, kind of uh, we were wondering that this week they were kind of, so why is he here, why has he come to AEW, it has got to be a reason. Another thing we obviously they brought up the inner circle kind of turmoil obviously obviously MGF two in the group uh, the kind of um, called it the inner circle ultimatum uh, kind of we'll find out if uh, they are going to get on the same page or are they going to turn on each other? Obviously that was uh, another thing and obviously um, kind of and kind of reaction of why um, why Kenny did what he did when he won the world title in the main event last week um, kind of the old why Kenny why that I always love because it's uh, very old school, and I just, for once in the first time in Valentine time, I've actually intrigued to see why someone turned heel. I know it sounds silly, but I'm actually intrigued. It's been a while since I've had that feeling. But, um, yeah, it's kind of, um, they're kind of big free talking points, really. Um, or if you talk about talking points, we did have the main event with the Dynamite Diamond Ring um, as the main event between MGF and Orange Cassidy. You could say that was a big talking point. Uh, some people might be interested, but the ones I talk about, the free talking points was Sting, uh, kenny omega and kind of um, the inner circle is kind of what i was looking forward to so but yeah let's go diving into the show really let's go and see what happened uh but yeah so as always going to talk about just quickly results in the matchups um as always we've got the uh the unbucks kicked off the show um by beating uh th2 and a pretty decent match as you expect kind of both similar styles high flying um so i had some cool moments cool stuff but obviously champs won um kind of um Still too confused who they're going to face because they've kind of been all over the place since they won the Tiles. I don't know if they're just trying to um, bolster up the division a bit so to give some talent tag teams that didn't get, you know, uh, being overlooked the last couple of months, um, some, um, you know, TV time. It's, it's cool if they do that, but I think um, given now a couple of weeks, but they need a kind of focused feud, I think, in the next couple of weeks. Might be FTR, might be somebody else, but I think they need a focused feud um, going forward, hopefully, uh, into their kind of big kind of a New Year's bash where hopefully we have a t- title, defences and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, they need that. Uh, obviously, talking about FTR, FTR obviously returned and they faced against uh, the Varsity Blondes, if I pronounce that correctly. Uh, but, yes, with obviously uh, Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Grayson, um, if I pronounce that right. Uh, I probably haven't, but, you know, uh, I'm trying my best here to try and pronounce things. So, if I get it wrong, I apologise to anyone listening. But yeah, so, obviously, that was a fine... Return match for FTR, it was just a good match to get them back into the swing of things, and kind of, it's very old school where a return tag team has a, you know, um, a good showing against a team of, um, you know, everyone knows, but, you know, it's all about FTR, so it's good to see them back, so um, all their rumours of them kind of leaving after the Unbox thing was all just rumour, so that's good to hear. So, um, yeah, so that was the they won that match, obviously we had uh, Dusty Wells against Ten from the Dark Order, nothing really special here in that sense, but um, it's kind of more what happened afterwards that was more intriguing, I guess, so we'll obviously get back into that. So yeah, after that we had a 6 band tag action, uh, obviously Butch in the Blade and Eddie Kingston beat Lance Archer, Way Phoenix and Penta, Um, and a good match, to, um, felt a bit out of place, but um, you know, it's um, enhanced their story, so it's good, so yes, um, looks like Eddie Kingston's got the advantages in that story. Uh, we also had a kind of glorified squash match between Adonis, if I pronounced that right, um that she returned a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, uh, she's very creepy, got to be honest. Uh, I kinda like I like it, but then it freaks me out and I like and so it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Obviously against uh, Tessa Price. Um and if uh, I don't know much about her, but yes, so obviously that was kind of a squash match. So she won that match as well. We'll talk a bit more about that in a bit. Um and also the in the main event we kind of had um MGF going against um Ones oh, Cassidy, obviously a bit of, um, as always, with um, these kind of matches, it was a screwy finish. We'll talk about that in a bit. But obviously, in the end, MGF retained his um, ring and is now a two-time Diamond uh, Dynamite Diamond Ring um, winner. So uh, that's good, I guess. It means you can still use that ring to um, have the advantages and kind of cheat. So that's cool. So kind of ended the show, really, um, in a pretty... Again, it was, it was good. I mean, as always, it's kind of competent, competent it's good. But for me, it always felt a bit like the, some of the moments felt a bit out of place and it didn't hit the same beats as you know last couple of weeks but you're gonna get that with shows like this so um is it just too entertaining to watch yes of course it was um aw's kind of got what i like about it got the rhythm of rhythm yeah at the moment so it's like it's fun to watch their stuff um so um yeah so the kind of um big talker points we want to talk about I've kind of touched on, but um, yeah, so obviously we talked about the matches, um, so yeah, so let's now go into kind of talk about the kind of three or four big talking points that came out of this episode of Dynamite this week, Um, so yeah, let's kick it off, we're talking about, as we've kind of always wanted the answers, um, the the kind of um, Sting segment, or kind of like um, Sting coming out, kind of talking about why he um, joined AEW, he didn't really answer, but you know, um, always ask, always let them want him more, as they say, but um, yeah, so obviously it kind of started off with kind of Cody coming out. And doing the usual segment that we're doing for, you know, pretty much the entire run. Where Cody comes out kind of explaining what he's going to do next with Tony Schiavone kind of um, interviewing. His, he is the go-to guy for interviewing. So it's kind of was the thing. But um, yeah, just he was just about to speak and then the lights went out and the kind of winter is coming kind of snow thing. And then the music of Sting came out. So Sting wasn't wasting any time. He's not waiting. Um and then he came out and then it was, just, it was just really nice. It was just a nice warm moment or just a surreal moment of having Sting in AEW of like not being in wwe or any other wrestling company it's just it's obviously it's a big deal because it's like he it hasn't been in tnt since the wcw days so it's kind of a big deal in that sense it's kind of surreal Um uh, they had this nice moment with kind of um him between tony Savani and kind of it's obviously the history wcw and with him kind of going it's sting <laughs> and it's just um i liked it kind of sting was like yeah, can you just do it one more time for old time's sake? Like, it's like two guys, like, kind of, um, we live in, um, past glories, basically. It was just really nice. Um, I even forgot to talk about, it. obviously, a yeah, nice confrontation between Arne and Allison and Sting, obviously, the whole Four Horsemen kind of, um, battles in the 80s, kind of, um, that kind of thing, but he was smart enough to get out of there quite quickly. It was kind of nice. Uh, but yeah, so, um, I kind of like the thing where Cody thinks, um, it's about him, but, um, I kind of like the way it's like, I'm not, I'm not here for you, not yet anyway. And then he just looks up to the rafters, and obviously you've got Darby Allen there um, with the TNT Championship, just looking down, kind of intrigued what Sting was going to say. Um, it was kind of what we expected um, when he returned, but um, it looks like um, his thoughts and kind of um, motivations has got, got something to do with Darby Allen. that, again, if I remember last week, I was really hoping they would, and they're going there, so I'm happy. They always had a nice moment with just um, kind of Cody, kind of um, kind of um, being um, comforted by Sting, kind of good obviously childhood hero kind of stuff. Kind of thing I want to we talk about briefly is like it look obviously because of Sting kind of cutting off Cody and then kind of not being there for him. It makes me think that there's going to be a Cody heel turn at some point, and it's going to be down with the idea of kind of who do you think you are? Um, You don't brush me off and don't you know toss me aside. Because obviously the kind of um, kind of facial expressions from Cody made me think that eventually it's going to be a turn. Um, that again, Cody is good as a face, but he's very uh, same as Kenny. He's very good at being heel. So I'm intrigued to see because uh, they've done everything they can with him as a face. So maybe turn him heel, especially against the icon Sting. I mean, that's a big that's a big thing. So maybe that might be the matches they've been talking about. Obviously, there's been looked into a bit more this that come out this week kind of it's not just going to be kind of special appearances as you expect it's going to be some you know matches but I, as always i don't think they're going to do a thing where it's like he's going to take the spotlight he's going to be kind of do what i think a legend should do and kind of enhance who they're going against like make him look good but also make the rub off the person that they're facing so both look great that i sometimes think WWE do, don't do do and we'll talk a bit more about a certain kind of uh, match tease for WrestleMania, so we'll talk about that. But it's not what we're talking about now. But um, yeah, so it looks like in this segment, it looks like um, Sting's um, got uh, choice words to say with Darby Allen. So I'd be interested to see where that goes. Um, also, we're going to be interested to see if Cody is going to be involved in this in any way. And obviously, I I think uh, Hilton is in Cody's future. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, but as always, we didn't actually learn anything really. It's kind of like he's teased us really like kind of like the bit at the end when he's kind of like yeah your management you know everything, but um what i do is my business kind of situation it's like he's going to be like kind of the rogue kind of you know he's, he's he's not under anyone's boot and what he does only he will know and um, i kind of like it, it and kind of cool because i think it kind of keeps the mystery of sting again that he had ww might be wrong but it was just a real moment and it's really cool so yeah so that was really fun to see. Um, but, yes, obviously, then the other big question we had into this episode was the inner circle. Like, Woody split, obviously, had a big... Kind of, there's been a lot of falling out lately between kind of, like, Sammy Guevara uh, not liking MGF and, obviously, um, the kind of split between Santana Ortiz, kind of one liking MGF, one hating him, and the whole thing with Wardlow and kind of um, Jake Hager uh, kind of just staring at each other continuously that did bring up. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's a good... It's, again... It was a good segment because, obviously, the Inner Circle is always... Um, turmoils are always interesting, I've got to be honest. But, for me, it feels like no one in a million years thought that the split of the Inner Circle would happen. or well, not yet, anyway. But, um, yeah, but it, was a, it was a really good segment. Obviously, it, just, um, it was like an open forum, kind of like everyone get out their like grievances kind of thing. Um, we got MGF kind of being like... Um, it's nice to see a, a, a kind of... Um, wrestler kind of being smart and kind of realizing like uh, acknowledging the kind of rumors that were going around him like you know trying to um, destroy the inner circle from within him trying to take it over kind of say that's not what he's going to do but um yeah and i've and i like the way he's kind of trying to put doubt into like kassami Kavaru and kind of the group as they kind of tease from day one him trying to get into so that it's kind of we know where it's going but um yeah i think um what i also like is um the kind of um, the whole it wasn't Jericho. It wasn't Sammy That's was trying to, you know, be the voice of reason. It was um, Ortiz of all people, because Santana wasn't there for this week because he did he just didn't want to be come to work. That there could be some backstory to that. I don't know, but it was I was at least acknowledged it. Instead of this, you know, ignoring him and kind of like oh he's not here and just you know. But uh, I like the kind of um, kind of Ortiz is kind of the voice of reason, kind of saying that kind of um, like a boil or fungus. You know, um, you kind of it grows on you. Um, you're great, You're talented as a person, but as as, as a uh, talented as a wrestler, but as a person, mm, that's left to be desired. Um, it's kind of nice because it is true. It's like the guy's talented, but he's not a great guy. But um, yeah, and also um, obviously, everything's, I'm just paraphrasing all this stuff here. Um, I kind of like the idea. I dislike the stuff when it's like when you always have these kind of things in wrestling, where like someone screws someone else, and they see um, they see it. Like with the thing with the towel, it's like it obviously it was MGF and, but then obviously saw Sammy Caval with the towel, so Jericho being, like, normally it would be like a, the heel kind of, um, like, acts dumb, and kind of looks at him going, oh, it's you the wanted to the full towel, but I kind of like the kind of smarts of it, with Jericho coming out, sitting there saying, you know, um, we do watch the show, idiot, <laughs> you know, we saw you have the towel, and then, you know, MJF trying to, like, you know, deny all the stuff, it didn't work, and then obviously the send ha- the OT stuff, I mean, came out, um, but I kind of like the idea of kind of, um, Um, It's not just Jericho. It's the voice of reason. It's like the groups like got heart and soul, and obviously uh, Ortiz coming out. I like the thing with the um, the kind of thing like you know you've Santa was it Sammy Kavala? You've got to be the bigger man. You've got to come out and you know you're the better man and you know it. Um, Nice little um, paraphrasing of MGF's kind of um, um, you know catchphrase. So, but uh, yes, obviously the um, Sam Sammy Kavala did shake the hand, but he said. If there's any, like, screw-ups or, like, you know, another, you know, another situation where kind of, um, you know, MGF um, does anything like the stuff he did again, um, Sammy Kavar is going to quit the inner circle. Um, that kind of likes it teases that eventually that he's gone to leave and kind of be the kind of breakout star or kind of, you know, split, split from the group and do his own thing. Um, it's interesting because they've kind of been teasing it for ages, but i like that so that's another like so there's always this inner turmoil in the inner circle still even if they're now they're working together as a team so um yeah and obviously the last thing we had in this kind of segment with the whole thing with Hago kind of like why does this warlock guy keep staring at me it's freaking me out or creeping me out and i kind of like the idea of like warlock saying no but you're staring at me it's like it's a very comedy segment like yeah it's like it's weird man stop looking at me so the kind of jericho was like smart thing to just don't look at each other. Just turn away. It's, it's simple logic. That's kind of cool. Um, but, um, yeah, so it ended the kind of segment where they kind of all with a middle finger in the middle kind of has joint unities. So the inner circle is not breaking up. That's fine. I like that. But um, I kind of, um, I, I, from this whole group, I kind of like the idea that the that seed, you know, it's MGF trying to kick out Sammy Kavara you know, and him trying to say, like, oh, we're friends with friends," like that. It's his way of trying to um, push him out of the inner circle. And I kind of like it. So it'd be interesting to see where that goes. So it's got some threads building. Uh, yes, obviously now with the two kind of big talking points to kind of end the show, uh, in my opinion, is obviously we've got to the uh, Kenny Omega kind of promo and obviously the main event with the Dynamite Diamond Ring. Um, obviously the kind of um, Kenny Omega promo um, here is kind of, kind of disappointing in the sense that if you've watched the Impact promo, you have kind of know what they're going to say you know, you've got uh, Don Callis coming coming out, doing the same thing, saying, you know, this is not days in the making, months in the making, this is years in the making, I've been at Kenny's side for so long, you know, since the day he won the a- uh, IWGP world title, obviously his uh, grandfather was um, manager to, to um, Don Callis, I didn't know, that's a nice little wrestling trivia, to kind of, but They brought that up in the Impact rate promo, not in this one. Uh, Yeah, just you know, I've always been looking out, being the invisible hand, all that kind of stuff. And then Kenny kind of comes back and kind of talks about what he does. Kind of being him, being like, kind of say, yeah, um, this is what you want today. You know, it's like I've been like, you know, world champion everywhere. You know, I've had five, seven, five-star matches everywhere. I've been, you act shocked and surprised, um, that kind of stuff. Um, Yeah, it's kind of the same promo. Um, Again, definitely check it out. Obviously, I, I might put a link to that promo. Um, in the kind of um, podcast where you can listen to this. Uh, but yes, it's, again, but I kind of like the idea that kind of Kenny is kind of like, again, he's the, he kind of a teased it on the Impact one where he's kind of the, he's not he's not the cleaner, he's the collector. So it looks like he might be going through a rampage of kind of going for world titles that, that I like. Um, obviously, there's not, it's not the first time I've seen a wrestler go back and kind of go for titles. Obviously, he's got the AAA world title, as they don't bring up, but he does have it. Um, and obviously we have the, um, we have the AEW World Championship now. So, it obviously he teased that he might be going after an Impact title, because obviously um, he'll be back on Impact. I think he's re- he might be wrestling next Tuesday, because so, ratings are good. So I guess in you know it's a good thing for the company. I like this partnership. It's kind of teasing that he's kind of left and kind of um, jumped ship. So maybe they might tease a kind of uh, Impact kind of versus A.W. thing that I'm intrigued by. I'm not saying it's like a thing I want, but, you know, it's it's if it's the idea about like Kenny Omega kind of jumping ship and turning, being a turncoat, I kind of like it, but, um, yeah. Again, I'm kind of paraphrasing all the stuff from Kenny Omega, but what I like about it is he just feels so unlikable. It's like, I like, again, in the Impact promo, it was very good when he was kind of going like, you know, oh, I feel like my old self again. It's like, yeah, it's great to see you back as the kind of heel um kind of when he was in new japan kenny omega um, i miss it sad truth is obviously i never watched any of his stuff and so i've never seen the beauty or the greatness of what he was i kind of saw him near the end of his new japan because when i watched it man the jericho Um again they brought that up that again i i kind of knew but i didn't really know if you know what i mean in the sense of you know it's the kind of thing that that match between jericho and kenny omega at Wrestle Kingdom kind of was, was the precedent kind of um, for Tony kind of think, Oh, maybe this um, thing with um, a new wrestling promotion is eagerness for something new. And that's why AEW was born. But I didn't know that kind of um, you like a heel saying that. Um, you I mean, you hate a heel saying that. That's because obviously, yeah, yeah, it's true. You don't have to go on about it. But um, yeah, obviously, I don't know. Obviously, you know John Moxley. So it looks like maybe he might be out for a couple of weeks, kind of, you know, push this kind of narrative these out, or maybe he just wants to, uh, obviously because he's, um, Renee kind of um having a kid, maybe he wants to stay at home for a bit, and maybe, but you know, push that kind of narrative, of kind of like, you know, Kenny's kind of um running the show, while, you know, John Moxley's away, and then sets up, again, whatever next match they have, they might tease, for maybe, uh, Revolution, that's in February, maybe, or maybe in the New Year's, was it new year's dash i think they called it kind of show maybe but um yeah i've, I've it's nothing special in the sense that if you've watched the impact promo you there this is more of the same but if you haven't you'll enjoy this one i gotta be honest but yeah to be treat to see what the kenny omega does but um yeah so we're, we're getting to we're getting to that and yeah so it'll be interesting to see what they do with it really but um, obviously we're going to end off with the kind of thing they've been teasing from last week, with obviously the Dynamite Diamond ring. Obviously, matchup that obviously uh, Owens Cassidy MGF were the last two in the Battle Royal last week. So, obviously, MGF is obviously won last year, so obviously defending the ring, as well as Owens Cassidy that's kind of been the breakout star of 2020, so it makes sense. He's in this kind of big, big kind of um, promo package or kind of, you know, big kind of, you know, main event kind of um, matchup because, obviously, um, I think I'm turning into a big fan for the so it's really cool. So, um, but yeah, obviously, in this match, it was kind of a situation where, obviously, MJF was working on the hand. There was a bit when he put, like, in between, like, at was it, the buckles between, I think, the uh, ring, the ropes, kind of put his hand in between that. Looks horrible, but um, yeah, it was kind of, a, a, the kind of, um, all the good, kind of good stuff and the memorable stuff. Uh, happened kind of near the end. Um it's stuff that we talk about. Um uh, obviously you had the bit where obviously the inner circle were there with him, obviously the best friends were there with him. Um, it got a bit weird with so many people near the end, kind of um, it was more of a lumberjack match. Uh, a lumberjack match than it was an actual match. But they kinda put of up a come it's kinda of nice. We had a thing near the end when kind of MJF was kind of doing the old lying, uh, line cheating and stealing that got him in the inner circle again with obviously with the, the brawl from near the end, had Cherko through his back. And we tried to, but um, obviously Holmes-Cassidy put his hands in his pockets. And then, obviously, just when the referee turned around, obviously he picks, obviously MGF picked up the bat and obviously Holmes-Cassidy tried to um, play him at his own game and then kind of jump on the floor, you know, lie on the floor like he's been taken out. That's kind of cool. Um, obviously, any other referee would have disqualified him. But I guess in AEW, don't want to be that guy or that person. So it didn't go anywhere. And obviously, um, obviously that distraction... Obviously, uh, uh, we had uh, Owens Cassidy did hit the, the you know the beach, uh the beach um, break, um, but didn't win. Uh, I've got to be honest. Uh, another thing I he really want to bring up, but obviously, Owens Cassidy's um, kind of almost punch was, is obviously a cool move. But MGF's kind of selling of it was really cool. I I wish I wish it was the ending, but um yeah, obviously it wouldn't be a uh, MGF was never going to get a clean win, was he? Let's be honest. Um obviously it's um obviously with the whole brawling from the outside, the referees were distracted uh she was uh, he was distracted. But um, out of nowhere came uh Miro that just basically came in and pretty much leveled Owens Castle with a massive clothesline. It's beautiful. But he went for the pin, I mean, and MGF kind of got the win. So two years in a row he's got it. Uh but um, obviously the story of it is winning of the MGF one. it is more the the story between the best friends and kind of um Miro is kind of keep going, really. Um uh, I gotta be honest, um last two, three weeks he's been a bit off but looks like um Finally, um, Miro's finally starting to hit his stride. Um, he's starting to finally be good. Uh, actually, when I say good, that's harsh. Um, I mean, in the sense, tra- finally he's finally starting to see he's starting to get used to the style. Um, they made him look like a beast. I mean, kind of think uh, we took one of the security guys and kind of uh, chucked him off the uh, off the stage. I mean, he was proper being beast mode, taking out security. But, um, yeah, so it looks like that feud's going to continue. So the idea of being Miro versus Owens Casty is actually appealing because I think that's the kind of feud he's needed and a kind of match where someone can he can look great and, you know, he can make somebody else look great as well. So I think that finally we're going to get that feud that kind of he needs. But, um, yeah, so it kind of ends off with what you expect. End of the show, yes. Yeah. So MGF, Stu got the diamond ring. So, yeah, I mean, it, again, it was one of those shows that was weird. It was a very strange show um, in the sense that um, I can't really describe it. It's like... The Sting stuff was cool. wasn't exactly breathtaking. It wasn't crazy, but it was enough. The Kenny promo, if you've watched the Impact Wrestling stuff, um, on that you kind of you've heard that promo, so it's here again. Kind of was. I wish they would have tried something different. Uh, obviously, the main event was fun. Um, I think it was a bit got a bit over the top with everyone getting involved with the kind of it was more of a lumberjack match. It so kind of annoying, but um, again, MGF winning makes sense. Um, Cassidy getting screwed by Miro. Best friends they got a feud makes sense. But um, yeah, and obviously in circle being together, it's fine. Uh, still, wasn't really thinking he would anyway. And um, obviously, Sammy Cavaris teased that if um, kind of thread or seed in there, that if anything else goes wrong, he's uh, he's he's gonna quit. Makes sense. But um, yeah, I think as a show, it was fine. Uh, I think it was one of those shows that kind of um, to kind of step up or kind of like you know. Can you do another show like that? It was basically back to the kind of thing where the wrestling was good, fine. Dean win segments were, you know, solid to the point, And the main event was good enough that, you know, it's it's fun to watch. It was a good show. I wouldn't say average show, because that's not fair. But it was a very good show. I mean, again, number 7 out of 10, maybe. And obviously, when you go for 8 to 9 from last week, um, it's kind of what AEW been doing for the last year. where well, they've basically been doing like 7, 7, kind of 7, 7.5 out of 10 shows. And then one show or one special it's like an eight or nine you know but it's consistency and it's a good show i mean it's not the best show i've seen this week but um it's fine so you know um it's a good show and um yeah definitely check it out definitely check out the um sting thing that's obviously for real and obviously definitely check out the um kind of thing with kenny omega and definitely check out that in that impact wrestling kind of um thing. it should be on their youtube stuff for a promo because it's really good so um but yeah so interesting to see what they do next week it um, should be a fun show so yeah so i'm gonna give it seven out of ten and yeah so we've talked as always a lot about aw so let's go and get stuck in talking about nxt fly, fly Let's talk about, about NXT. Obviously, it's kind of um, the kind of reactionary show from the kind of NXT war games. They had kind of similar to AEW, kind of had a big special, kind of their big show uh, This uh, on on Sunday. Um, a lot of big stuff happened. Obviously, the war games matches were great. And um, yeah, and obviously, the matches in between kind of um, was um, had some interesting talking points. I've got to be honest. But uh, yeah, if you want our thoughts on that, obviously, you can go on. You can, uh, we've got an episode on there. We just posted it, I think, a couple of days ago. Uh, obviously me and Josh talking about war games so um yeah if want thoughts on that but um yeah there's kind of um the kind of big thing kind of coming out of that show and uh, kind of teased on the show was the situation of kind of Finn Balor. kind of um you know he's back and he wants to basically put the focus where it belongs on him so that was kind of thing and they were kind of re-teasing, as well as kind of where is who's gonna challenge for that title as well as the who's going to be the next challenger for the women's title and obviously the reactionary of um you know, the kind of, um, this new formed Gargano way, kind of faction between, like, you know, the Garganos, with kind of Indy, um, was it Indy Hartwell, was it Indy Hartwell, yeah, Indy Hartwell, being on kind of um, Canister Wayside, and obviously, you know, Austin Theory, that I did call, but again, I, um, definitely check out on episode one about that, so, I'm sure I did suggest it, or, oh, unless it was in my mind, I don't know, anyway, yes yeah, so, but yeah, so, and obviously that bit, and obviously, kind of where it was going to go, but, didn't have any like massive like big talking points in a sense but you were kind of intrigued to see where they're going to go next now because obviously their war games have gone um we've got to go back to titles and all that kind of stuff so it was interesting to see where who's going to go for what but um but yeah so that's sort of kind of um talk about the results and then we'll get into the kind of um the equity of this show really as we always do uh first we had uh obviously jake atlas i mean going against uh elias scott um obviously one that was a nice little kind of roll up roll up combo uh combo um again he's on a good run obviously i think it's two wins in a row now he obviously beat a former cruiserweight champion and now scott is on a roll again i don't know he might turn heel because he kind of walked off with not shaking his hand and he had this weird wedge uh streak on his hair so maybe that's a sign that he's turning heel that again i'm not I have nobody really feelings about it really so but we'll get into that Briefly in a bit, but yes, obviously, um, Jake Atlas is um, getting a win. We had a really good match between the the Grizzly Young Vets, Ever Rise, and kind of Imperium. That's kind of um, a match that, obviously, the Grizzly Young Vets won, Um, but again, it wasn't a match. It was a match uh, last week I wasn't a bit of a fan of because it just felt a bit all over the place, but this week it was good. Um, It's kind of like good 10 minutes. I liked it. It was a fun match, and so, and obviously, the Grizzly Young Vets look uh, fantastic. I think they've got my um, first win back and they've looked really good, so kind of a really big asset for that tag division that sorely needs it at this point. But this match, for me, proved that I think there's still potential to get the tag team division back on track. Uh, that would be nice in NXT. Obviously, we had... Um, obviously t- um, We had Tomasa Ciampa, who obviously lost his focus, so obviously beat Timmy Thatcher at War Games. Now he's going to focus on, obviously, Cameron Grimes, who obviously lost to Dex Lumis. So I'm glad that feud's over. Thank God. So maybe he might be in... Maybe he might be put, you know, in with this Tomasa Ciampa kind of um, Timothy Thatcher feud. I don't know. But, um, yeah, but uh, what was it? Um, Tommaso Champion won that with the Willows Bell. So, we got that win there. Um, obviously, we had a uh, Pete Dunne. Obviously, we'll talk about that a little bit about why he's here. But, obviously, um, Killian Dane's returned. Obviously, a backstage segment. So he's obviously pissed at the way he kind of, he basically pushed a, draw, a door in his face and took him out for a couple of weeks. I would be annoyed too. So, but yeah, and a really fun and interesting match. Had a, a little kerfuffle in it, as you expect, with a lot of team kind of stuff. But Pete Dunne hit the bitter ending and got the win. So he's, um looks like he might be on a good roll the last couple of weeks. So that's good. Um, and also in the main event we had Miguel Rig- Gonzalez. Um, I get that name always wrong beating kind of ember moon and again a vega match we'll talk about it a little bit more but yes obviously but gonzalez on the world so that's cool so yeah it's kind of end off um i really i kind of really enjoyed this show a bit more than aw this week i don't know why i think it's just the wrestling all the matches were really good quality um i was intrigued enough with the they focus more i think wrestling and a bit less on the promo stuff that they only do but i just think the matches were kind of more structured i don't know just it was more on point this week it's it's, it's kind of thing a think nxt at their best i think they can still put a consistent consistently good show but um yeah so that's kind of getting the cruts of or kind of getting to the points of the kind of big talking points of the episode obviously we've obviously kicked off with thin balor kind of you know you know so he's not messing around he's basically saying you know team games are over now it's time for me to take my rightful place and kind of um, who's you know kind of who's going to be the challenger basically of my title. Um, and didn't we really talk much before? Obviously got interrupted. Um, you got uh, Pete Dunne. Obviously um, I don't think he's had a shot at the title yet, so that'd be fun. You know he yeah, had him coming out, and then just when he was speaking, you had Carl Riley. Makes sense because obviously that big match between Finn Balor and them was probably one of the classics, one best of the year. So definitely definitely want to watch that match again or see that match again and then randomly priest that was um, kind of strange and um, that that kind of thinks um thinks it oh well you know that's a marquee match but i'm like no nah, mate sorry mate not it's not, <laughs> it's not. Um, i like priest but i just don't think when you've got a level of like carlo Riley and pete dunn in the mix i'm sorry but you you are down the pecking order, especially um as, as I like the kind of comment when they're all that like, kind of argument themselves, like Carlo Iler was sitting there going, well you kind of you can't even beat um, Leo Ruff. That's kind of an insult to him, but you know it's um I don't think Priest realizes that he really is down the pecking order. Um but um yeah it didn't really go anywhere. Obviously and he got was it kind of Finn Balor walking off like he's not he got no time for this bickering. Um it's not his decision to make the titles. It's William Regal's. And just when you think um, he's going to walk off, obviously they did tease it at War Games. You had um, what was it? Carrion um, Cross returns. Well, in a sense, he music was hit, and you had Scarlet Bordeaux, Scarlet Bordeaux, or Scarlet if you want to call it that, um, kind of standing there, kind of kind of staring down at each other, kind of like sitting there saying, "I'm back. He's back." and he wants his title. In a sense, but then kind of said, if, you, um, if he wants to ch- take his title, he knows where to find me kind of situation. that I kind of like Finn Balor kind of not being scared. It's like, yeah, if you want to tell, take it. I like this Finn Balor. I'm kind of glad he's back. I'm glad they didn't strip him of the title. So it would be interesting to see where that goes. So the way it's looking, obviously we'll talk about it a bit kind of near the end, um, of this segment, where it seems like they're teasing, like a, I don't know, like a fatal four-way like matchup. That, that's what I was thinking when I was watching the show. Um looks like they're going to do like Pete down Carly riley Priest. The, I would say Priest, but maybe not now <laughs> after what happened later on in the show and obviously uh, Killing Cross or, or some sort of like freeway or kind of like qualifying match um, or a ladder match or something that kind of gets the opportunity. Because I, again, it seems like what the, with them kind of segments, you always teased that for number one big team match that I thought they would have done this show episode, but i guess in they're teasing it. May, wouldn't surprise me if they're kind of trying to tease that kind of match, maybe to the last episode of 2020, maybe have like a qualifying match. Should we go in 2021, knowing who's gonna face Finn Balor at that New Year's Evil um, kind of name? That I'm not a fan of, but yeah. So maybe that might be where they're going. Obviously, I said Priest was would have been involved, but again, obviously, then Priest has kind of opened his mouth again, kind of saying, "Where's um, Cross? Obviously, you know, is he just um, you're doing? You're doing his dirty work. He needs to. Work, he needs to man up." Is he like waiting in the car? So kind of insulting, where is this guy? Uh, again, Priest kind of um, shot himself on the foot there. Gotta be honest, shouldn't really be doing that. Especially with a guy like him. He's gonna attack you and he found that later on the night. But we'll get into that in a bit. Yeah, one little thing with the kind of uh, video package. Um, just I, I normally wouldn't bring it up, but it's just because it's got the, um, was it Bobby Fish got injured? With, I think he done his uh, tendon again or something like that. So he's out again. Guys got so much unlucky with injuries, and obviously Dakota Kai I think have done her neck in. I mean, come on, when you're doing like a cartwheel eclipse that Emma Moon did at War Games, and landing on the way she hit in the chair, yeah, you're gonna get injured. So it's gonna happen. So uh, I, when I was talking about it with Josh on the on the review, right, it looked awkward, but now it's actually injured, it even makes it more brutal. Um, obviously, we had another thing with the kind of um, Candice's waist kind of broken her wrist, um, so she probably won't be resting for a bit. And, um, yeah, it's just so many, bru- they call it the most brutal war games ever, that they would say that, but if all these people were getting injured from it, yeah, it kind of is a big deal, so. But yeah, I just thought I'd bring it up, to bring that up, Probably them two get back soon, and obviously Dakota Kai I would love to see her back, because I'm really loving her character, so. But yeah, so, obviously with the kind of talk of the NXT title, like, where's that gonna go, who's challenging that, obviously Il Shirai, who's gonna challenge that title? Um, obviously, at first we had the kind of st- Tony Storm kind of promo, kind of brushing over what I think I think Josh kind of brought up in the kind of War Games match where it's um, kind of said, well, she kind of said she wants to change things, and uh, this is a new Tony Storm, the, um, and it's probably because Ember Moon, um, you know, um, took her thunder and he was hundred percent right. It's I know it was obvious, but I I don't know it's just the way it's kind of been, just like one promo. I would have liked to have been a bit more reactionary to it. I still think that I would have liked a situation where it's kind of been more of a big deal. Like, when Dakota Kai turned heel, it was a big deal, and it, like, controlled most of the division. Everyone was disgusted by it and stuff like that. I wish there was more of that, but apparently it's not. It's, I'm kind of disappointed, but I think it's just it's time. I think it happened around about the time of War Games, so it kind of put the back burner. And it. I don't know if it just feels like it's took a back burner in this i don't know but but yeah and then after that we had um kind of a tony storm kind of um talking trash you know kind of like saying she's kind of showing her intention that she's going to go she wants to go after you sure kind of comes across and kind of says yeah well, you know i might be crazy but you know y- you know i don't like you and then it just kind start a brawl on the outside uh basically you know um find its way into the ring and then it kind of um just basically just basically a beat down especially a fight um, just when you thought um, Tony Storm was just um, was t- was on the floor, and obviously Nini Hadiushkova was going to hit a moon salt that she's known for, but Tony Storm was able to get out of the way. Um, just when she's trying to get away, and obviously Ember Moon kind of hits her behind, kind of um, puts her into the steps, similar to what Tony Storm done to her, bit of revenge in that sense. Tracked Tony Storm back in the ring, and obviously she, uh, she got a moon salt and kind of. Set up the Ilshuai is um, not messing around, and you know if you want to take it out, you've got to work way harder than this talking trash. That um, yeah, kind of like, but it looks like I don't know. I think it's kind of obvious where they're trying to go with, it, but it looks like Tony Storm and Ember Moon's going to be the feud, and Ilshuai possibly might be going against um, Gonzalez. Maybe obviously Deokai might be out for a while, so maybe that might be the situation, but. I'm intrigued i like that but then he might te- From the main event he might they've teased it that maybe she might go against rhea ripley first i don't know it's a weird one but um yeah so we had that that was cool uh, but yes yeah, so obviously there were two or three more other things we need to really talk about this kind of kind of show is we also had the garganos were coming out after total victory after gargano is now three-time north american champion and as well as obviously austin theory um yeah it's just kind of as you know gloating promo as you expect from the heel as you expect um one thing really bothered me is i would like to have um kind of known why kind of um austin theory joined the garganos he kind of just stood there and really smiled he said a cheesy line when he said this is the way and then he's like well this is the milky way it's kind of a lame joke i would have liked to know why he joined them it's kind of just again. It's again. I've done it again where it's like he's joined. I've done it with like Tony Storm. If just joined and that's it. Uh, but with like you know Austin Theory just joined and then that's it. I would have liked to have a bit. I would have like said here you go and then he explains why he joined. um the Garganos would have been nice. Um, but um, yeah, would have been nice. Obviously they called they kept going. This is uh, they called the way. Um, might be the name of their group. Maybe um, when I was hearing that, I kind of thought you know very Mandalorian the show this is the way kind of situation wouldn't surprise me obviously Johnny organa was a huge kind of like comic book kind of like you know kind of oh, I don't say nerd because you know I'm not I'm not like the good brothers you know oh he's just a nerd but um yeah he's into that kind of stuff obviously all, all his gear is kind of um comic book and all that all his gear or takeovers always candor towards that kind of um kind of um, you know comic book villain or hero whoever he is at the time but um yeah it wouldn't surprise me that he's um called it called the Gargano way the, the way uh, the, I don't know if it um, really works. They could just call it the Gargano way. Makes sense. But this, when I thought of that, I thought that's where they were going to go with it. So it looks like maybe you're getting inspiration by the Mandalorian. is the most hottest thing like in, in general with TV at the moment. So especially with Baby Yoda or Goku. Is it Goku now? Yeah. Anyway, it's not important. But um, yeah, obviously nothing. It's like um, obviously Gargano got his wife a trophy for, you know, being, you know, the, you know, Miss Takeover. Kind of I think of what he said. So yeah. He um, didn't look great, I was expecting a better trophy, obviously that thing with the kind of thing at the top, kids kind of toy like hair, not a fan of it, but then it's only, a, it's not like, I've seen worse of trophies, so it's not a big deal, um, but yes, yeah, so a kind of, um, then obviously got a priest coming out kind of saying, you know, you know, thinks a uh, a tough guy, now he hasn't got a pipe, you know, congratulating um, Gargano in some sarcastic way, but um, he's got bigger fist to throw at the moment, obviously, because then Killing Cross tacks him from behind, Brutal beatdown, and then you think, um, then he kind of like hit. A, was it took him out, and then Kevin Cross like got a powerbomb onto the stage, took him out, and then just walked. I like the camera thing, walked back to the back, and then went to his car and drove off. It's like, yeah, Killing Cross is back, man, and he's um he's not messing around. So it looks like um maybe Killing Cross may not be going after the title straight away. I think it looks like he might just to get maybe a a feud to get him back in the fold. He's probably going to go against Priest, that again, I think it's fine. It's a good thing Killing Cross gets him back in there, and actually Priest needs to kind of put this to need to be profiled after not being in the um, North American title scene at the moment. So, but yeah, it was fun. Uh, the promo was fine. Um, I think it's a bit of kinks. I would have liked to have been a bit more why theory joined. Um, I like that kind of... Um I like it when he was explained why they joined a certain group. I just it's maybe it's just me. But um yeah and obviously another thing obviously after that we had um what was it, Killian Dane, Pete Dunne. great match. Um it got a bit funny near the end, obviously it was as brutal as you expect from two basic brawlers. One technical brawler and one's a brawler. Obviously Killian Dane is furious, so I kind of that, that could that must be his downfall. But um yeah, obviously got funny near the end obviously got Danny Bertson, um Lorkin kind of um being involved to kind of help out his uh, their, their partner, obviously, and then you got uh, then you had uh, Drake Maverick coming out with the chair. Um, it looks like um, that kind of firm. Um, we took them out. They kind of the tag team champions run, run like um, JR, like a scarred dogs they are, and um, they went away. And obviously, then you got um, Drake Maverick kind of um, happy with himself, and then kind of distract um, Killian Dane because obviously, as you, if you forget the story, obviously only only Killian Dane could beat the crap out of him. Not anybody else. But that distraction cost him. And he kind of got beat by Pete Dunne. So, so yeah. So, it looks like the feud, it looks like it's going to be, is obviously Killian Dane and uh, Drake Mavic going against the uh, tag team champions of, of Danny Burch and o- OG Lorcan. Uh, but again, I like them. Um, again, I think what they're going to try and do is they're going to have some buffer feud, uh, feuds, if that makes sense. Like, feuds in between the main feuds, if that makes sense. Uh, I think, um, obviously, the tag team championships will probably won't be... Well, the big match they want to do with that is the kind of thing with the undisputed error between um, Lenny Birch and Owey Larkin. as I expect it. So, but maybe this kind of buffer feud between kind of um, Killian Dane and um, Drake Maverick is kind of where they're going to go. That makes sense. It's kind of doing the same thing with Killing Cross, uh, Damien Priest. You've got, um, obviously, Pete Dunne's probably going to go against Kyle Riley. Makes sense. Um, but it's like buffer feud into the big feud that they're going to big up. So interesting to see what they do so it looks like what they're going to go with that so just thought i'll bring it up as well but um yeah what was it one or two more things that we talk about to kind of end this review kind of like um was it obviously leo i was worried that we were worried in the review that leo ruff is going to be on the back burner but it looks like um he's going to be involved in a tag team match between obviously possibly priest and ruff going against gargano and theory but obviously priest got taken out so obviously um gargano and priest are gloating about that so a out so who is his Who is his partner Kosida and I'm like yes yes loving that because I've been talking about for a while that obviously it seems like Casido has been on the back burner for the last couple of weeks he's kind of had some good matches really good feuds but um, when I say really good feuds he had a good match but he felt like a back burner after that kind of feud with uh, Tommaso Champa, kind of thing so I like putting him in a title feud I mean come on Gargano versus Kosida intrigues me I like it and, obviously, it turns into some sort of feud. So, it's not a big deal here. It's just, like, the idea of having Gargana versus Casita is very exciting. So, I can't wait for that. But, um, yeah, we'll see the, the end of the show with kind of Ember Moon and Ra- Ra- Raquel Gonzalez. Again, G- Gonzalez has been brilliant the last couple of months. He's, they've really built a, it's, it's way rare they do this, but they really build up as this really good threat. And it's and the kind of moonset. Move sets she can do is really cool as well, and uh, the way she can, uh, the way she powers out, the way she uses her power is very intriguing. Obviously, Moon I think is finally starting to get a kind of stride back because she was really um, good in this match. It was kind of a bit, um, a bit slow and sloppy at the start, but then when it got get going, it got going. But um, I think uh, one of the best moments of the match, in in my sense, where it kind of you got Ember Moon trying to go for the uh, top, the eclipse, but um, you got Gonzalez like catching it. Like she's just about to hit it, but she got uh, strength, she catched it. But um I gotta be honest, I was um waiting for it, watching the match. I was waiting for Tony Storm to come back to cost Ember Moon to continue their feud. But I think they're really trying to push it. Gonzalez is the legit real deal. You know? And um yep, and it kind of ended with kind of um obviously she one handed power bomb that Gonzalez done, she trying to um she count Ember Moon counts it last time. But Ember Moon was just about to go, trying to go for a kick, but then obviously you got um, Gonzalez kind of um, caught her and hit that power slam, and um, yeah, got the win, um, a clean win, I might add. That I kind of like that. Very um, where we go with, with um, they do with heels that I like sometimes is that she won because she's that good. You know, she's not like she's had a great week. She's beat Ember Moon and she's pinned the the, the NXT Women's Champion. Um, I think that's where they're gonna go with that. Um, it was it was kind of obvious in my opinion but yeah Gonzalez versus Il Shirai, seems like the next option they're going to do um, with that New Year's Evil it would be the nice feud the kind of an interesting feud to go before until you have like start off the next year with the other ones you know maybe Ever Moon might challenge Tony Storm might challenge Dakota Kai might challenge Kanes might challenge again it's a good it's um, I think Gonzalez um, has earned her opportunity and she's built up a legit threat so I'm liking it uh, but kind of um yeah it's kind of ended with that really but uh just when he thought yeah i mean just before end ended up that obviously where ripley came out to try to help kind of uh ember moon it's getting beat down by tony storm or was going to get beat down by tony storm but obviously um where ripley came out tony storm was like i'm getting the hell out of here um and then you got a down between Go- uh uh gonzalez and where um, ripley so it looks like they might rekindle that feud uh, maybe for the next couple of weeks. I don't know. But um, again, it's like the women's division, I think, this episode has kind of carried it this week. Um, that sounds harsh, but it's like, yeah, it's like the big, the good matches, the big matches kind of um, carried this show, really. The, um, you know, it's like the interesting thing about the kind of segments who really were like, they that was the focal point more than the men's. That again, it's fine. That's awesome because the women's division deserves it. They've got a really good, really talented way of women's wrestlers in there and they've built them up great, they're all really good, they know each other very well, it feels, I don't know if it is, but it feels like they've built something similar to what they did with the four horsewomen, where they've got these, maybe a bit more, maybe six, but they've got these really competent, really good, can work well together wrestlers together, and they're making up some cool stuff, man, I mean, I used to say the Women's War Games was the better one of the men's, no offence, but um, yeah, I'm excited, really am yeah, excited to see where this goes, um and I don't know what I mean it's like it's very rare in wrestling that you get these days where it's like all the challenges are all are good challenges. You know, it's like whatever option, it's all good. So um yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, where it all goes. But to end the show it's like and I, I obviously I can't go past like kind of a seven because obviously nothing really um seven point five probably be a better this week, but um I think it was better than AEW, Only just. I just think it was more competent show. I think um I think the matches were all good. I think some of the AEW ones were kind of uh, a bit, were good, but it's like they felt a bit you know disjointed. But only by little things. It's you know AEW do this now and then. But I think NXT this week I think won. Um obviously the ratings showed that AEW won by hands down. But quality. I just remember watching this show last night and I just would loved it. I just I was like really enjoying it. You know like all the matches were very good, very competent, very entertaining. The feuds um uh, with the Wims division is very interesting. I'm intrigued to see where who's gonna challenge Finn Balor, maybe. I don't know. But um yeah. And obviously the Tees kind of um their kind of New Year's evil thing is quite cool. So 7.5 probably. I wouldn't say 8, because I don't think it's there yet. But I mean that main event was pretty damn good. And um I'm kind of happy for Gonzalez and, I'm, and I think she's gonna be the next challenger. So it'd be interesting to see what they do next week. So yeah, so good good show. Um, I think both, again, AEW, NXT, good shows this week, but I think NXT's won it this week, in my opinion. I think just a better show for my, I personally enjoyed NXT just a little bit more than AEW this week. So yeah, so we've talked nearly, well, it looks like nearly an hour about AEW and NXT. Now let's go in, dive into the kind of the latest news that's happened this week in the world of professional wrestling. A lot of stuff happened this week, so it'd be interesting to talk about it. So let's go dive it straight into it. Let's um go and talk about a bit about the news that's happening in the world of fashion and wrestling this week. It's been quite I well, mean quite quiet in the sense that um uh, nothing really like made announcements have happened this week. But I mean there have been uh, one or two kind of um, like rumours of kind of a top match at WrestleMania's been revealed. Um again it's kind of rumoured so it, the sources can be questioned, but it's interesting to talk about, so we'll talk about that. Uh also we'll talk about I think the Kai was kind of, uh, it's calling out a fan it's, uh, it's kind of a tweet or comments about the um, NXT or the AEW women's division uh, kind of defending uh, women in general so we'll talk about that uh, and also we've obviously a certain um, certain wrestlers have been kind of called up to the kind of or sent back to the performance center um, to betray more training and I not you on that list is quite surprising so um, I was quite surprised when I saw the list uh, I think this news just came out last night so it's going to be interesting we'll talk about that as well so yeah a lot of big stuff to talk about, so um, I guess when we go straight in, and we'll probably let's, let's kick off talking about the kind of uh, rumors of the potential WrestleMania twenty seven kind of card for this year. Um, from uh, from sources form at Wrestling votes um on Twitter, um kind of like a source, as a str- as stressed enough that a working of idea of what's going to be considered for the kind of uh, main matches at WrestleMania thirty seven. This is what he's got uh, coming on the list. Um, obviously, Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. Edge versus Randy Orton. Um, and um, as he said on the tweet, an interesting twist. Uh, McIntyre versus Lesnar versus Keith Lee. A card of the three matches considered for the WrestleMania 37 card. Gotta be honest, it's it's one of those things that's like, I know it's WrestleMania and it has to be these big names and all that. But the idea of having a Reigns versus Goldberg match... Does not appeal to me whatsoever. I know. I think um, Goldberg has got some sort of. Uh, I think he's got a contract. He's going to be a, He's going to. He's signed with WWE into twenty twenty three. So I think he's going to have one or two matches a year. So he's kind of got the Brock contract, I think. But I think the problem I have with Goldberg is again they've kind of booked him in a situation where they he beat the fiend in a match he should never in Saudi Arabia in a match he should never been in in a title he should never won. I mean, it worked fine when he beat, when he won it. Well, it didn't actually work fine for that because I think he took it over Kevin Owens, who actually was a decent champion. And then he obviously lost it to Rom- uh, Lesnar. And then, you know, but that's the story of the Universal Championship. But I just don't think... I think it's like a situation Ron wayne has been so well booked and he's so good. And sadly, the way I know Goldberg kind of does business, I might be wrong here, I would he I, I would feel that he would have to insist he have to win. I know we kind of it was the match we were supposed to get at WrestleMania last year but it was a match I was glad never happened because again I don't I don't want Goldberg versus Roman Reigns anymore I don't want to see Goldberg wrestle anymore it's that thing again where they kind of are still relying on old stars to try and push their kind of program when they don't rely on their new stars that's kind of annoying because I I think they've got talent there I mean so Roman Reigns has been absolutely amazing um, during his heel run, and I think a match against Goldberg would, um, I think, would derail that, because because now and then they probably take, he'll be the one that takes the title off him, and I think that's wrong. But yeah, so I don't like that. Doesn't appeal for me. And it, uh, Roman Reigns, kind of Goldberg. Obviously, then a rumor came out this week that obviously um, it won't be The Rock, as we've all been speculating. But I think I saw a tweet about someone said that. How, it's funny that you got Roman, uh, was it The Rock, confirming that he won't be attending an event he was never booked to attend anyway. So people just got to calm down. But, yeah, I don't know what they would go, but Goldberg, I, I, it doesn't appeal to me whatsoever. I've got to be honest. Goldberg does not appeal to me. But, um, yeah, nothing like this. Edge versus Orton, again. I, normally I can sit and say Legends, but, again, the, the edge Autumn feud has been good, and I think they kind of deserve a kind of better match that they got at WrestleMania 36 this year. Especially with the whole... It's always started a pandemic. But it deserves a better feud. And it deserves a better kind of ending. Like I wish, wish we had crowds. It's probably unlikely. But you never know. So I think um, I would like that. And obviously the story is there. So that I don't mind. And the I guess in the rumours is that Lesnar is still kind of in contact with WWE. Just not on the books at the moment. So it looks like uh, McIntyre versus Lesnar. Sounds fine to me. Um, again, I McIntyre's great. Lesnar's been awesome. Um, well, I, when I say Lesnar's been awesome, he, it's the um, the what you know what's what's the saying? Um, the heart grows fonder um, with um, absences. Probably, I probably, it's not I botched the kind of thing, but the that's what it is. Uh, but McIntyre's been great. the book team, ever since that Lesnar really capitalized on that big win against Lesnar at WrestleMania. And obviously, um, Lesnar hasn't done much. And obviously, Keith Lee, I like the idea that they're going to put him in a big position like that, and especially I think he deserves that. So I think putting Keith Lee in that position would really mix it up, Uh, because obviously, another we're in dangerous territory with WWE, kind of just kind of doing that thing where we're just repeating matches that we should have had last year, uh, this year. So like, so Roman Reigns Goldberg should have had that last year. Try and do a better Edge versus Awesome match. Yeah, we had that this year. And obviously with um, McIntyre and Reigns to kind of say, oh, we can do that again. and um, But to try and make it better because we might have a crowd. But with Keith Lee in there, it's like a nice twist. but I'd, I would like him to be in that position. But these rumours, they're all rumours at the moment, so it's not... We're not going to find out probably until the end of the Royal Rumble. It's usually around about the time you find out what the WrestleMania card's going to be. But um, it it makes sense. It would be interesting to see if it's like Keith Lee wins the Royal Rumble then, if he's put in there. or Because obviously... McIntyre was champion, Lesnar won't win the Royal Rumble, he doesn't need to. So that means Keith Lee might win the Rumble, that I'm totally up for. I have to have to have to proper think about who I think is gonna win the Rumble this year. So yeah, I, not at least rumors are terrible, but I just really don't want a Goldberg Roman Reigns match. I'm sorry. Um maybe because maybe because I wasn't around when the kinda of Goldberg was this kind of big he had that massive streak in the eyes nice, and he kind of was this big deal. Um, I've always thought Goldberg is the guy that's kind of, he's always come across as a, he's best when you just let him do his thing for like short matches. But when he does long matches, it kind of goes against what made him famous or made him as popular as he was. Uh, When they did it with Lesnar, brilliant, because it was short matches to the point and they just did the job they're supposed to. But when they do long matches, I don't like the idea of Goldberg just spearing Roman Reigns one, two, three, and taking that title from him. Because it's just, it just makes no sense. And it, would, and it would totally derail a pretty consistently really good Roman Reigns heel turn. So, but that's just me. But yeah, I'm someone else um, I'm not looking forward to and I want to ask. So it's an interesting rumour. But um, yeah, so that came out this week as well. But yeah, as stated, um, obviously to Kai, obviously from what we've just talked about in the LNXT reviews could be out. For a while, I think she's done something next, so she'll be out for maybe, I don't know, I don't know how long, but it's going to be for a while. But um, a kind of um, comment was put on Twitter from a guy called Mr. Ron, I think, Stanley, if I pronounce it right, um, the the exclusive Mr. Ron Stanley. I don't know if I pronounced that right, I apologise, but he kind of put a tweet kind of out there, kind of um, I don't know, questioning, like sort of saying the AEW women are better than the NXT women. Um, in a sense of, like, you know, one... Well, I'll read are we, are we the tweet for you. But basically, this is what he said. He said, AW women division have more personality than NXT. Hands down. NXT The NXT women's division ha- can be divided in two categories. Buff women who look like men and Japanese talent who dress and act like they're in a bad... Yeah, I can't get that last word. But, um, yeah, basically, from what the gist of that is, that he's... Um, saying that like, women, uh, typecasting NXT kind of um, women. That's not fair, because obviously, if you just listen to my thing in um, the NXT stuff, I really am a fan of the NXT women's division at the moment. I think it's um, the it's first time in a while that I think I've, more because I've watched it consistently, is it's starting to feel like the um, like they're having that kind of renaissance, kind of, the, another, like, branch of, like, great wrest- women's wrestlers coming out. They haven't had it for a while, but I think they've got a great way of talent. In that division and I think it's great. But I don't think I think comparing the divisions are not fair. I think. Um I think Dakota Kai came out with a good response and I go on to it. She says, um she replied to that tweet. Not very happy, of course, I wouldn't be either. Um said I'm sure that W um I'm sure that AW ladies wouldn't appreciate your misogynist views either. Uh, which is very obvious stems from insecurities and low self worth. Damn. But it's true. Um it's kind of one of these things, it's just like, there's, it's kind of a, it's a flawed argument, what he's coming up with, to kind of, ty- it's basically typecasting them, as like, you know, oh, they only have these certain OSs, but it's not fair, especially with um, AEW, it's kind of like, their women's division is really short, it's really, it's, it's been around for a year, Um, it's getting there, but it still needs a lot of work, because, as I've stated before, I'm not going to kind of go through its stuff again, to kind of I've said before many episodes about why I think the women's division is uh, taken longer to turn into this kind of big star than it is that maybe the men's in the tag team division hasn't, but never do AW. But the point is that it's not it's not it's not really fair to compare them. It's like comparing like twenty year old it's like comparing like a newly run club at a football club that's been around for a year to like, you know, like Man United or Liverpool. It's just not fair. It's like they've had longer time. WB one. That division's been around for like steady like what? Fifteen years to build that up, so that's why NXT feels like it's better. And the AW might have more person- personality, probably for the fact they're a bit more they're a bit allowed to allow their personality come out and that's fine. But I just think um comparisons don't work here. I think that comment, um, kinda of sitting there saying women look like men, it's just very it's not helpful and it's not needed, and I don't think them comments are needed when you discuss. If you're going to talk about um, AW women being have more passionate in NXT, it's a good, it's a fair question, and it's a question that we can have ours saying why is that. But to sit there and say it's because uh, we can the NXT division is kind of the by buff women that look like men and all that kind of dress like that, it's kind of not needed, and I don't like it. So I think Takahashi was right to kind of call him out on that. Um So. I don't know man It's just uh, But I hope um, the Kai Gets better soon Obviously we're nice to see her back With Gonzalez soon So But yeah So she has a point here But yeah So if you want to have that discussion Like why is AW um, Women Kind of You could say more personality Why is You know That's probably like You know Why is that not further along Than maybe the NXT But that's not really fair It's different It's, it's not a fair comparison If you're going to have that argument You've got to have a bit be- A better platform Than just well, they all look, they're all put in two categories, they all, look like, they all look like men, all they all wearing this weird stuff, it's like, it's not fair, it's a very um, now minded way of looking at the, the, the argument, it's a fair argument to have about personality, and you know, one may have more personality than the other, but it's not fair to sit there and typecast and a whole division by two categories, it's not fair, it's, not, it's wrong, and it shouldn't be, um, Takako's right to call him out on it, but we don't need them comments, if you want to have a debate on that, just you don't need to go there. You know, it's, it's a fair question to ask, but he went too far, but yeah, the court was right in that sense. But yeah, let's just finish off with kind of talking about the kind of, um, story that kind of broke last night, kind of, or like, like day or so, um, it was kind of thing that I found that last night anyway. So it's, um, the story that we used to briefly talked said at the start where certain wrestlers have been sent to performance center for more training. Um, the kind of big, uh, the problem why this is normally this wouldn't be a big deal if it's certain names, but, um one or two names came out um, of this kind of list and kind of shocked some people. And I've got to be honest, I'm shocked too. It's kind of got, got I don't want to fearful, but it's got people like, are you kidding me? Is that you've got, um, what was it, Keith Lee? Keith Lee of all people. And Otis have reportedly been sent back to the performance center on Tuesday and Thursday for additional training. Um, um, that's shocking. I don't know why Keith Lee. I don't know, Keith Lee. I mean, the guy is good. I mean... I don't know why he's been sent there. I don't know. From what reports have reported here, um, from what I see from Fightful, is that um, people are kind of shocked that he's on the list. As um, um, as it says here, Fightful.com reportedly, that people within WWE are said to be baffled that Lee was on the list. Um, although the belief is that he was caught up in the group because of his size. I mean, really? Because of his size. The guy's amazing. I mean, wouldn't he be for Otish? Yeah, he could sit there, but when I heard that it reminds me of one um, it's a weird story to come up with when it was like when I was, it's like when um, I was at school and it was always a thing where it was, I was in this like middle maths class and it was always a situation where I was in the middle and because there were so many people um, in a certain class they had to split them like a middle class into another class and because um, my grades weren't great I mean I'd done good exams but my grades weren't great they put me in that group when I shouldn't have been in that group um, and this is what I get a feeling here, where it's just they've, they've looked at a list and kind of, kind of put him in that list because of just like looking at a table or looking at him, and that is wrong. I mean, if they're doing it for that, then that's wrong. They just they put him in there, and now they're realizing, oh no, that's wrong. I don't. I mean, I, I'm not saying I watch War War a lot, but he, I, he can't say that He he's um, that bad. So I, if they're just putting it because they made a mistake and they can't go back, and that's wrong. But, I mean, the interesting also one with him is apparently, is in that list. It's um, interesting, because i got to be honest, he has looked a bit rusty, I admit. That match, um, I think it was, it wasn't Survivor Series. what was the one before that. I can't remember. But basically, it's the, it's the one when he, um, the Money in the Bank briefcase match, he did look a bit sluggish in that. I have to admit, he hasn't looked too impressive in the ring, I've got to be honest. But that's one what I've seen, but... I think as Altus's ability has always been in his character, less than his in ring ability. But from what I've um, from quote here from the obviously same source, um, stated that um, was it Otis is very well liked backstage, but he was told a couple. Uh, he bit um, We were told that a couple of the spots in recent have have been have the uh, got the attention of uh, the gorilla position and believes Altish um, also the safe uh, could be safer in the ring. Um, makes sense um it's also pointed out that the list of names are meant meant to be kept quiet and it's possible that those issue names haven't been made public yet so um yeah it's an interesting one here it's um i the idea i think it it's one of those stories that when you look at it from the outside it's it sound your first reaction is like keith lee what the hell it's like and like altish like what is this like you, you freak out but for me it just feels like um there's nothing wrong with extra training. I got to be honest. If they send them back down there, that's not a bad thing. It sounds bad because it feels like they're like saying they're not ready. But I think lee has been fine. I think he, uh I, I thought I've seen, obviously he, he's done all right. Obviously, I would like to be in big. They big, big him up from the day one for being Randy Orton. And more training's never bad. I mean, obviously, some people come and come up. I think I saw on Twitter sitting there saying, "Well, well, why is Nia Jackson not This, just don't bring that argument into this. It's between. We could have that discussion, but not like that. But it's also on Twitter anyway. But yeah, I think I don't think it's that big of a deal. It, as much as we do want to crap at WWE, it just it doesn't feel. It's like Otis. If they think he's not safe enough, then fair enough. If they put him back on a train a bit more, go back and get trained. That's fine. I mean, Otis has never been like this world star wrestler anyway. He's more of a. His character's more. He's what um, I've always been kind of defined as when I come wrestling is that like you have got two things. You got Bill in the ring and character. If you've got both, you're a winner. If you've got one or the other, you'll do fine. But um, but if you have neither, you're screwed. <laughs> um, so this case, he has the character. If I love him, but he's, yeah, he's never been great in the ring. But if 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 any if sending back makes him feel, I mean, let's be honest, it's if someone said, right, well, it's like there's no house shows at the moment. So like they have like technically have one match a week. So maybe that maybe he's getting a bit rusty. Normally we will have three or four matches a week. So it's not that bad, and obviously, not a big deal. But it depends on it depends on like convinced doing it because he feels he, they're not ready. Um, the key, uh, the Keith, f- the oldest one makes sense that they think he's no, he's not safe. That's fair enough. But Keith Lee, um, if they're keeping on a list because of just because and they're shocked, it's like their list take him off it. Then if they're just putting it because of ah, oh, they think oh his size, he might need a bit more training. Then that's wrong. But I don't think it's, this story isn't as big a deal as I'd love to really crap on them for it but um yeah it's kind of the big kind of stories coming out this week but yeah it's been a good week obviously the room i hope them room is the wrestlemania 37 um some are true some are home, hope not i hope um the uh pc the piece uh, the wrestlers being sensible and it isn't as big a deal as some people might think and the kotakai calling out that guy was absolutely right but if you want that discussion about comparisons between the aw and nxt women's divisions and the women wrestlers. We can have that discussion but the way that guy did it is 100% wrong and his views are not welcome in that debate so go away <laughs> to be honest but um, yeah so that's the news kind of the big stories we'll talk about this week um, so yes yeah, so obviously as we always finish off these podcasts we're going to go straight into looking at so in this day many many years ago what happened so we're going to find out what's, what's the biggest story that happened in this day in wrestling history <music> So yes, let's finish off the podcast by talking about so so kind of a big story. What happened in this day in wrestling history? Obviously, the of this recording. Obviously, this will be released on a Sunday, so it'll be what was it November? It'll be the thirteenth of December. So the unlucky 13, Lucky it's not on a Friday. Thank God. Um, so yes, obviously, what's a big story that happened um, on that day? Uh, not a lot of big uh, news stories. Maybe big title changes that you expect from like you know kind of any. Interesting history of any show that kind of turns up but the kind of only big real news story um or the kind of big thing like event that happened at this time was in 1995 I was only four but so I mean I was kind of in the was not even probably aware of the Monday Night Wars obviously between WWF at the time and WCW obviously the famous um kind of scene 995 where the famous um Alonzo Blaze if I pronounced that correctly um was it put um Came to WCW um, Nitro with the WWF Women's Championship and um, put and put it in a trash a garbage bin. Um, the famous picture, kind of one of the many staple of the Monday Night Wars. Um, Wars, um, if I pronounce that correctly. Yeah, obviously that you know that Monday Night Wars. I mean, obviously she won the title, but it's like it was a big big deal. It's the kind of thing that Eric Bischoff and all that kind of did kind of be edgy and stick it to WWF at the time, because they were, WWF was cool. Again, I one thing I've got to do at some point, I've got to go back and watch WCW, its height. Because um, I hear stories, and obviously when you watch enough of the documentaries, um, you get told a lot, because obviously about how, oh, WWF for 83 weeks was this, the best wrestling company in the world. It's like, yeah, but I've never seen it. And they kind of drift on the narrative that, you watch enough WWF, WWE kind of documentaries telling you about, you know, how the narrative went. But I might have to do it at one point. Maybe that might be on my next kind of uh, retro review series. Um, again, uh, I will get finished at some point. Uh, if you don't know what it is, it's uh, basically it's another podcast series I did separately by myself where I look at all the matches of a certain year, uh, pay-per-views of a certain year. Um, obviously, I it started off great this year, but obviously the pandemic has made that, put them plans on the back burner. But um, I'm quite prepared. Um, I'm going to be back for another two. I can try and see and get two episodes out before the end of the year. Uh, so at least we can start 2021 um, back on track, and then we can maybe finish off the rest of 2000. But the point is, it's about t- looking at kind of pay per views and kind of uh, just looking back at times that I'm told are great, so I can watch them myself, and so I can figure out why they're great. So maybe WCW might be that. But yeah, it's um, it's a famous kind of. Um, situation where he had to WWF had to disband and kind of deactivate the title because she did that um, but yeah it's kind of it's kind of on the ratings boost they did back then but it's kind of it was a massive deal and um, you just don't I mean like so example now when you look at WC, uh, the impact I mean and the kind of AEW stuff with like him walking between companies it's like it's, it is new in the sense of that but it's not when you look at impact in general like you know New Japan going to like Wing of Honor you know and then you had like um, Austin Aries doing that thing where went well all those titles it's like it's not unusual now but it was back then um, in the sense of someone defecting it was a massive deal because then it was only two companies you went WWE, WWF or ECW I should probably point out um, that I would love to do at some point and watch that as well um, but um, yeah I mean it was just a massive deal um, really sadly she didn't really do anything it It's kind of a crowning moment and, um, obviously WWE has kind of, um, took a back burner on it, and kind of, the, the she, obviously she's now in the WWE Hall of Fame now, but obviously they've, uh, mended bridges, but, um, yeah, it's, um, it was a cool moment, so, yeah, definitely, um, not really anything crazy happening except for that, Um uh, but the wrestling history. really stood out for me, but, um, uh, yeah, I mean, what are your thoughts on it, I would have to say, what's, um, do you remember that moment, um, I wish I'd, i It just shows how shameful I know moments, but I don't watch... I wasn't watching wrestling at this point, so it's kind of like a thing I've never went back to watch. So, um, yeah. So, yeah, it's a good moment. Awesome stuff. So, um, it's kind of the moments that you um, wish happened in wrestling more. But uh, we might get that AEW, AW. might get NXT. Might, maybe WD might buck the ideas up and start writing some decent stuff. No, no I, that's not kind of fair because SmackDown's been good lately. But anyway, I'm kind of, um, kind of rambling on. I think it's time... What be on like nearly an hour and hour and a half of this podcast? I think you've had enough. Um, I've enjoyed doing this. Um, hope you enjoyed Um I always enjoy. Love to hear your feedbacks on it because uh, I always think um, I need to improve every week of making this podcast a very very enjoyable experience. And I'm trying everything I can to try and make it into this kind of um, nice, fun. You know, an hour, hour and a half of just talking about wrestling. That's basically what I want it to be. And hopefully you've been enjoying it. If you have been listening, that's great. If you haven't. Hopefully I can listen to, hopefully you're listening the first time and thank you very much for listening for this whole thing. Um, Yeah. Um, so yeah, obviously when it comes to more content, obviously this episode, it will be episode seven will be out next week as well. Obviously we're going to talk about kind of a more AW NXT uh, news, all kinds of stuff, as you normally do. Uh, when it comes to the podcast general, we'll uh, see this um, last kind of Josh, just do wrestling podcast pay-per-view of the year is probably going to be TLC. unless something some changes that I, don't think will, but um yeah, so we've got that, and obviously, we and Josh are going to think of some sort of end of the year kind of like you know, overlook of the um, whole year of wrestling. I don't know if it's going to be a separate three episodes we look at NXT, AEW, and um, WWE, or it's going to be a situation where we just do all in one or an award show. I don't know at the moment. Um, I've got what i find a way to make it work. But, yeah, so look out for that. If you want to, you know, if you haven't already, follow us on Twitter at Josh's Pod. See all kinds of stuff. We update questions, engagement. It's all there. Um. If Also, if you want to go on our Instagram at the Josh Two Podcast as well, obviously we'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And obviously hear you, what you think of um that, really. Um, but, yeah, if you want to follow that as well. Um, if you want to go, um, want to know, obviously, about our prediction games, obviously, out. We've got one more for one for before the, before the end of the year. Um go on J uh, JLS Wrestling Pod. Um should come up. You can check out everything out of the podcast, what mean you know, me and Josh General updates and all our reviews that we've done this sh- um last couple of episodes are on there. Everything's on there. If you want to know anything about our podcast, go on there. So yep, yeah, I'll be enjoying. Um but yeah, so love you and leave you. Um I'll be back next week with more talking about all things pro wrestling. Hope you enjoyed. I know I have enjoyed doing this episode and I'll be back next week for more talking about wrestling so until next week have an awesome what's left of your weekend and see you next week everyone so see you later everyone. right bye